You are listening to The Current Podcast, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, October 27th. Halloween is my absolute favorite holiday, and in our house, just as with Earth Day, it is every day. I'm forever hopeful that Congress heeds my call and decrees it a federal holiday. Forget about infrastructure and the debt ceiling and focus on what matters, say I. At the end of this episode, I'm going to orate my favorite Halloween recipe. And speaking of something quite delectable, let's move on to today's interview. We'll hear from past participants of our Leadership Learning Program, or LLP. If you're interested, applications are now being accepted for Cohort 5 and are due next week. Get thee to the homepage of thecurrent.ucsd.edu for links to all the relevant information. And now, take it away, Paul. Hey, everybody. It's Paul Kruger, and I'm here talking to members of all four of the existing leadership learning program cohorts. And actually, as a uh, founding member of the leadership learning program, I was also in cohort one with our first guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself, sir. Yeah, I'm Paul Jamison. I am the manager of the academic technology innovation team, and I am representing cohort number one, as you said. Started with us, right? As it says on our coffee mugs. (laughs) It did. And representing cohort number two, that's uh, that's me. I'm James Seddon. I'm the manager of the voice and data network operations teams at ITS and did cohort two. And just recently learned about his cohorts, coffee mugs, right. <laughs> representing cohort three. Thank you, Paul. My name is Manisha Kanodia, and uh, I am the manager for student affairs units, uh, serving student affairs units through ITS. I'm representing cohort three. And I have to say, I have to look into the coffee mugs. I don't think we had one for our cohorts. So that's a to-do item for me. I do think you do have a logo, though, if I remember correctly. I yes, think Lexi was in charge of making that. We did design a logo, so I think we need to transform that onto a mug. All right. And now, finally, the fourth cohort is represented by... I am Sean Papelbaum, and I'm part of cohort four. It just ended last week. Cool. So um, did you guys happen to have a logo? We were talking about logos and coffee mugs. Do you happen to know if you had one? No. And now that the secret is out, I'm going to let the rest of cohort four know. Oh man, you better get on that. All right. So what did you guys enjoy most about the leadership learning program? I mean, I know this is kind of like a new kind of experiment that we tried to do, but now it's actually started to take on a life of its own. Paul, what did you think of your experience? It was awesome. I really enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed most the camaraderie, sort of this informal interaction with people from throughout ITS that I wouldn't have otherwise met. So I really learned a lot about the various departments of ITS and what they do. Um, Also hearing from ITS uh, SMT folks and UCSD leaders and industry CIOs, it was great to be in this small informal setting and be able to ask questions of them and then hear their opinion. Yeah, exactly. The informality kind of made it a little bit more of a comfortable place to learn and and network, right? What did you, uh, what'd you enjoy most, James? Yeah, I'm going to say some similar things. The camaraderie was probably the thing I enjoyed the most, getting to know those other folks in ITS and other groups that I, I don't work with on a daily basis, although I end up working with many of them, you know, uh, off and on, but they were a great crew and we got pretty close and 
it was great to hang out with them. And I really enjoyed and look forward to our sessions together just because I, it would be enjoyable. It was laid back. It was comfortable. Um, it was productive. And, you know, that's, that's easy to look forward to. And yeah, so definitely the getting to know the, the other members of my cohort cohort were, uh, was probably the highlight. And those, those connections have served me long after we were done. You know, the, the, we do end up working with those people and having built those relationships makes things easier, you know, gets things done faster. It, it, it opens doors that weren't there before. Uh, it, it speeds resolution of things. Uh, you, you, have, you trade favors, you know, because you have that connection. So I think those connections with the, the other members were, was the best part about this for me. Yeah. Cause you've got like a pre-existing relationship, but then you, you can shoot the yep. breeze about the cohort and then say, Oh yeah, by the way, can you help me out with this thing? <laughs> Yep, yep, that's right. What about you, Manisha? What do you like the most? Coming up to a unanimous opinion here, I do completely relate with Paul and James here and my sentiments on the relationships I was able to develop with that small cohort and how I use that in my day-to-day job, whether it's just cracking a joke, you know, when we're coming on the Zoom and just starting a meeting or reaching out to somebody on Teams, it just seems more, more casual and more informal when you're working with those cohorts or just asking them a random question when you don't know who to go to. And I have never had an instance where they did not promptly reply back. Hey, you can just contact X person for this help. So I think it's been very invaluable in getting things done and learning about the different service areas. I guess, you know, we don't tend to deep dive into each other's work uh, on a daily basis. So just learning about those cohort people and what they do on a day-to-day basis, the way the program was set up to share was good. I will add two more points that hearing from prior cohort members like James came to present to us or talk to us that was also very valuable um, as you know the cohorts move on and and I don't think anybody will somebody will be mad at me for saying this but I enjoyed the reading part too (laughs) I was gonna ask nobody said all the cool reading (laughs) what about Sean what did you enjoy What I enjoyed the most was everything, to make it simple, Um, but to kind of go along with the common themes here, um, there were a lot of great books that we read during the session, and to be honest, without the LLP, I may not have either found them or made time to actually read them. Throughout the class, you learn a lot about leadership, but you also have the opportunity to learn a lot about yourself Mm -hmm. and areas you can focus on to make you a better leader. But back to that, the real question about what I enjoyed the most, I also enjoyed the people in the class and the guest visitors and getting to network with people across ITS in different areas and in different roles. Yeah, networking for sure. From my own personal experience, even though I'm the host of the podcast, I could throw in my two cents as well. The networking is probably the most valuable experience that I got from and the reading and the reading, but I'm more of a history reading guy anyway. Um, so is there any, um, and anybody can jump in in this one, how have you implemented what you've learned in the LLP program? For me, there are several examples, but something that stuck with me is just how important quality hiring is. And Brian DeMille sort of initiated this discussion, and he really encouraged us to do more than just post and pray, as we call it, where you post a job description and just hope that you get amazing candidates. Sometimes that does happen, but really you need to be proactive in finding quality candidates. Use your networks, uh, create a LinkedIn recruiter account, see if executive recruitment uh, resources are maybe available. Because the quality of the folks we hire has such an impact 
impact on the success of our organization. Exactly. Also, it's not just the technical skills of these folks. You really have to consider their communication and soft skills of our candidates. And do they think like an entrepreneur, for example? That's one of the ITS uh, principles, right? So that sort of ties into another lesson that I learned from LLP, which is ensuring that teams work well together. Yeah. Uh, one of the books that we read, Five Dysfunctions of a Team, really has some great strategies to ensure that your team succeeds and works well together. So those are some things that really helped me. Anybody else have a good lesson of uh, something that they implemented or learned uh, from what they learned? Yeah, I can I can talk a little bit. You know, like Paul, he named one of my favorite books out of there, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. You know, as a team leader, that book really helped. And I have applied those techniques and been on the lookout for for those warning signs. And that so that was really useful. And there were other books like that too. You know, not I, I'll be honest, not all of the books were my favorite, uh, but there were several that, that have become lists of my favorites uh, and that I refer to a lot. And I think Sean was saying earlier, those were books that maybe I would not have read uh, otherwise. So it was good. Um, the other skill I took with me that I didn't have before was learning how to read quickly. <laughs> the, the volume of reading that I had to do was not compatible with my previous style of reading. And uh, so it forced me to try out, you know, um, different ways of, of consuming books faster and making time for that in the way that I was reading that, uh, you know, reading the material, which was a new skill for me. So that that's definitely something that has benefited me, um, you know, after afterwards, that's sort of sort of a hard skill that I, I took out of the, the cohort that I didn't have before. I have a feeling a lot of people discovered audible.com because of this experience. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the plight of the history major. Here's a bunch of books. Read them. Uh, Manisha, Sean, do you have any, uh, any cool experiences or, uh, or lessons that you've implemented? The lessons I would say is uh, something similar to the things in the books helped us realize, you know, especially with the reorg in ITS going on and the merger of IT on IT teams on campus, many different teams were coming together. And one of the things, you know, as we were reading in those books, you know, how teams form, the forming, storming, norming, and that just, just, that just gave us a peace of mind that, oh, it's natural. What we are experiencing right now, it's natural what's happening. We will get into the next phase. So I think some of the assurances by reading the material and, you know, getting some tools and tips as James and Paul have been sharing has been useful. And one of the things I would not say implemented, but I use often is the mindset that, you know, we get so bogged down in our day-to-day firefighting, emails, you know, keeping things, keeping the lights on. We don't think about professional development and that motivation part often gets on the back burner. And I feel that it exposed me so much to reading and reading good articles online that often when I feel that way, I can just go, you know, retrieve a good article, feel motivated again. So it just gave that growth mindset to just keep reading. So that was another side effect of all the reading, I guess. Side effect, I like that. (laughs) How about you, Sean? So I think as far as, uh, so our our session just ended, but even throughout the session, as far as leadership skills, um, there were a lot of different tools and techniques and things that we read about in books and discussed. And you get to try some of that out both in the class and then also with, you know, for for me personally, with the teams that I work with. So I feel like I'm leveraging a lot of what I've learned and and just trying it out with the teams that I work with. And so since your cohort just finished, is there anything that you plan on, you know, actively going out and trying? Definitely. 
definitely, I'm going to keep trying out different, different twists as I come to obstacles with, you know, whether it's in my teams or, you know, across the different departments. Well, don't give away any of the secrets because there are some people that still might be on the fence about (laughs) uh, doing this program. So if you guys could share any recommendations for anybody who's just kind of like, I don't know, do I want to sign up for this? Is this going to be more stuff that I I don't want to read? Like, what kind of advice would you give somebody who's just kind of like, I don't want to do it? Is there something that you would just push them over the other side of the fence? Like, come on, do it. What would that advice be? I'll go first on this because last evening at 5 p.m. I was on the phone for more than 30 minutes trying to answer some of the questions. Someone reached out to me, hey, should I join LLP? Nice. Very fresh in my mind. I think the biggest takeaway for me and what I, I, I recommended why they should go and apply to this program was, and this is, I think I'm, I'm giving kudos to Joe, our instructor in the program, is the way all the senior management leaders, how they come and share their stories with us. Mm-hmm. I think it gives a different perception on how you connect with the mission of ITS, the mission of our institution. Mm-hmm. Getting that connection and aligning our visions in our day-to-day work uh, I think really helps everybody in ITS a lot. So if you're on that fence, uh, my recommendation is connecting yourself with the mission and vision of ITS is going to be very valuable for your own day-to-day operations and how you serve in ITS. So it's a, it's a very good program. Just go for it. Yeah, it kind of gives you a big, like a top-down view about like, all right, what is the what is the overall mission? Where does my little cog fit into this machine? Anybody else yeah. uh, have any? Yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's all true. And, and I would say that, you know, I would be upfront that it is a time commitment. You know, it, uh, the reading takes a lot of time. Um, the, the, the sessions themselves take time and, you know, the, the little projects you're working on, but it's not unmanageable. So it is, it is a time investment, but you can handle it. You can fit it in. Uh, you can do it. And you should think about it as an investment that's going to pay big dividends because that's, that's the way it's worked out, right? You know, I, I, have, I left that program being exposed to lots of people in ITS and it goes the other way. You know, they get exposed to you. So, you know, if you're looking for career advancement in ITS, the more people that know what you're up to and, and know what you bring to the table, the better. And so it goes both ways. You get exposed to people, but, but they also get exposed to you. And uh, you're going to walk out of the experience with great contacts, great networking, new skills. Uh, And so I I would just also say, just do it because it's going to to be a time commitment, but that investment pays off. Uh, And so it'll be a profitable experience. You're you're not going to regret it. Yeah. And to to echo what James and Manisha said, you will get a lot out of this course, uh, including being taken out of your comfort zone. And, you know, going into the course, I didn't realize how much I would learn about myself and about others through this journey. So definitely, definitely highly recommend joining. What about you, Paul? Yeah, I like that there were lots of opportunities to improve your public speaking skills. we That's one part of the program we haven't talked about yet was we will often give talks on the various topics. And so you really need to get up to speed on something maybe you didn't know anything about and then present on it to you know, a group of people and, and not look silly. And that happens oftentimes in the real world where you need to get up to speed on something quickly and maybe make a presentation or put something together. So it's some good real world public speaking opportunities uh, as part of the program. I think being more open to change was an interesting part of this program. It is, you know, IT services is in a huge transformation and change is always going to be part of this field and what we do. But it is often easy to be 
uh, uncomfortable with change. And that was one of the things we talked about a lot in this program and why I'd recommend it. So if you're uncomfortable with change or maybe fearful of some of the changes that are coming, this is a great way to, to talk to others about it and see what's the best way to approach some of these challenges that required so much change. Speaking of change, the last year and a half has been quite a change for everybody. I heard that uh, cohort three was just right in the middle of their experience when they decided that, uh, oh, well, okay, we're going to have to uh, cut this short or make it online or do something with it. And I think uh, you even uh, implemented a toilet paper roll in your cohort logo. Is that correct, Manisha? Uh, yes, some of the creative minds in our cohort were very, very creative. And they did. And we are that unique cohort who had the virtual and the in-person experience because we had to go through our last line in virtual. But I would say like any other program, it's about how you will get out of it, how much you put in it. You know, it stays with any learning programs. And I, I, I highly recommend the camaraderie will uh, form when you start creating a presentation at 10 p.m. in the night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> collaborate on it, finish by midnight and present it 9 a.m. the next morning. I mean, it's out of the world, that experience. It just comes along, you know, and with folks you've never worked with and you put on a team to just make a presentation with them and you just make it happen. Um, it, it's a very, very fun and engaging experience. So Sean, being the only cohort that was fully remote, do you wish you would have experienced maybe an in-person version? I definitely would have enjoyed the sessions in person, but feel strongly that no matter what the format is, you'll get a lot of out of the experience. I know that our group, as well as myself, got a lot out of the experience. Um, the, the all Zoom classes were structured so that you weren't sitting on Zoom for you know eight hours at a time. It was broken up um, multiple days, so it it was doable. It was completely doable, and um, you know you you do end up still forming really strong bonds and getting to know your cohort and definitely unique, but definitely well worth it, whatever format it's in. Well, you did miss out on the free lunches at the uh, faculty. Sorry about that. <laughs> so uh, final question, we got a new cohort that's getting ready to, you know, put in their applications and get ready to, to, you know, listen to Manisha's half hour long phone call and really sign up for this. What are your last few uh, words of advice for cohort number five? Keep on your toes. Keep you never on. know what curveball Joe is going to throw at you. I did want to give a shout out to Joe and just how much fun he made this uh, experience. But again, like in the real world, you never know what's coming at you. And I think one of the aspects of this program is to help prepare you for those situations that you just can't plan for. Yep. Um, but also just to enjoy this, this free opportunity to really broaden your perspective and knowledge of IT leadership. Yeah, I do remember he would throw, hey, you're doing a vignette. I said, what's a vignette? He said, figure it out. I'm like, okay, here we go. This is some real leadership. What about you, James? Do you have any uh, last uh, words of advice for cohort number five? Yeah, just keep an open mind and, and be flexible and, and you know, uh, make sure you don't go in with expectations about the way the class will be run or the way things will go. Uh, I think if you uh, just go along with the attitude of, you know, I'm going to buckle up and go along for the ride, you're going to do fine. And uh, I think that that's the way to approach that. The, the program was, for me, a lot less structured than most training programs 
programs I've gone through. Um, I think that that was a plus in the end, uh, but it took a little adjusting in, in myself, you know, for my own expectations. And so I would say as, as you're getting started on this path, just be flexible, be open-minded, go along for the ride and, and you're going to get the payoff. Yeah. It's uh, quite possible that the lack of structure was intentional. That might've been a leadership yeah, lesson, right? right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, Manisha, any final words of advice? Enjoy the stories. Yes. You will learn how to tell stories and you will learn so much from the stories that are shared by the cohort members or Joe in that ride. Um, I would say they stick with you and you resonate with some and you learn to tell your own story. Awesome. And Sean? The advice I would give outside of every all of the great advice that's already been said is just to try to be present as best you can set that time aside and block everything else out because this is really a gift a gift of learning we're getting this time to participate in the in the llp and as manisha said earlier you get out of it what you put in so i would my advice would be to you know be present yeah exactly i remember when we were going through the first cohort some people would whip out their computers and start replying to emails like don't do that man this is an experience well, it was great talking to you guys. Uh, great catching up with a few of you too that I hadn't talked to in a while. And of course, if you don't have a coffee mug for your cohort, you need to get on that. Cohort number one and two. Cohort number three, what are you doing? You've even got a logo. <laughs> All right. Well, it was great talking to you guys. And hopefully we get a lot more people that are uh, on board for cohort number five. And then hopefully we get to hear from some of you in cohort number five. Maybe Joe will ask you to come back and present. Who knows? That's always possible. All right. Thanks again, everyone. Thanks, Paul. Thank thanks, you, everybody. Paul. Thank, Thank you. Everyone. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Paul, Paul, James, Manisha, and Sean. As promised, here's my favorite Halloween recipe. You may need to visit a specialty grocery to get all the right ingredients. So, start planning now. Round about the cauldron go, in the poisoned entrails throw. Toad that under cold stone days and nights his thirty-one sweltered venom sleeping got. Boil thou first to the charmed pot. Double, double toil and trouble fire burn and cauldron bubble. Fillet of a fenny snake, in the cauldron boil and bake, eye of newt and toe of frog, wool of bat and tongue of dog, adder's fork and blind worm sting, lizard's leg and owlet's wing. For a charm of powerful trouble, like a hell broth boil and bubble, double double toil and trouble, fire burn and cauldron bubble, scale of dragon. Tooth of wolf, witch's mummy, maw and gulf, of the raven, salt sea shark, root of the hemlock, digged in the dark, finger of birth strangled babe, ditch delivered by a drab, make the gruel thick and slab, add thereto a tiger's chaudron for the ingredients of our cauldron, double double toil and trouble, fire burn and cauldron bubble, cool it with a baboon's blood. Then the charm is firm and good. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.